you know, finding a mentor, Eric, is a lot like dating in in real life. Um, like, you know, your wife is you guys have been together for, since high school, right? I forgot how to date. I've been I've, I've been with my wife since I was 15. So I, I don't even <laughs> But dating. All right. So dating as an adult, <laughs> you <laughs> you want to find out how their communication styles you want to find out their work styles. There's so many things to find out to see if you even want to talk to this person on a regular basis. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me on the Eric Fierro podcast. I'm here with an incredibly special guest, my good longtime friend, Joanna Wyckoff, and she is the owner of Top Flight Insurance Agency. And we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, unpack a lot of things. But I want to start, Joanna, with just figuring out, like, how's your day going? So it's been a rough day. I haven't killed anybody. But, you know, Eric, um, I made the impulsive decision to volunteer to foster somebody else's two cute little puppy dogs for free for a month. And I'm regretting life and all the decisions I've ever made. And that's, I that's realized, a long time though. A whole month? I mean, I, I normally if I ever dog say it's like a couple days, but a whole month, that's a long time. Well, they're waiting to buy a house. Like they're waiting to close on their house and like where they are now, they can't have dogs or apparently maybe the dogs were out there welcome where they're at now that's my guess right now <laughs> and they just didn't tell me all of this but i went and sought it out and said oh I, you know we were um we used to dog sit my friend's dog molly and molly met her demise a couple weeks ago when she ran out into traffic when her mom had her and we were missing molly you know molly was like this cute little shizitsu like an eight-year-old ch just chill molly would come and sit and cuddle with you and she just chill but these dogs ain't chill uh, <laughs> one of them ate my favorite sandals this morning one of them went to the bathroom in my in my uh, bedroom and i'm like nah anyways got me to thinking <clears throat> what if we made our decisions differently if we had more facts you know because i just didn't i just didn't ask enough questions eric and it's it's it, not their fault. It's my fault because I made an impulsive decision with limited knowledge and I didn't think it through about, well, what if the dogs poop in my house? Am I going to still want them then? What if the dogs eat all my shoes? Am I still going to want them then? What if the dogs bark nonstop? Am I still going to be able to work from home then? I didn't, I didn't think all these, all these outcomes. I didn't think about all these things when i said hey sign me up for that you know just because they're and, cute and huh it's just because they're cute you saw how cute they were and you're like i'm in right <laughs> but this applies to so many things in our life sometimes we make impulsive quick decisions and don't think about the many unknowns that we didn't ask yet you know we see it all the time in the insurance industry oh i have free leads oh sign me up but they don't tell you everything else or whatever the catch is. Right. We don't, we don't investigate. We don't find out everything. Yeah. And anyways, I was thinking about how 
this very thing. I was like, you know, how many times have we started something and then said, you know, if I knew all of what I know today, I would have gone a different path, right? Mm. 100%. Hindsight's 2020. Had I known that it got to be six degrees in the great state of Georgia, I would have moved to Hawaii. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh. Nobody told me that. You know? Um, anyways, hindsight's 2020. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, so the, the cool thing is, I've been able to see your journey from working at Social Security to being a part time agent while working at Social Security to becoming a full time agent and now transitioned into an agency owner and having a team that you have working with you, not only from uh, having a downline of agents or as we like to say partnership right partnership of agents but also having people that are directly on your team helping you to grow top flight and i bet there's a lot of times where hindsight was 2020 in this whole growth uh you know growth journey that you've had so far what are some takeaways like things that you'd want to you know that you want the next person who's looking to do what you're doing who Maybe they're a solopreneur right now and they're ready to get into figuring out how to become the agency owner. Like, what, what would you advice would you want to give on that? Um, I was just discussing this yesterday. Yeah, I was like, what would life have looked like had I not taken on agents who said, hey, can you teach me this too? Right. Because how many times have we invested 80 hours into an agent and they never found one person to talk to? Right. Yep. Um. I would oxygen mask first. I would probably find your first 500 clients before you tried to give 80 hours to rookie agent who wants to be mentored because they take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And it's always, it's like playing roulette. You don't know if they're, if they're going to be the next superstar or if they're going to ask you the same question every day, like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Well, um, I've had agents take my time and not respect my time. Um, I've had, I have had amazing agents. I have some agents who I wish I could clone a hundred times over, you know, yeah. I have, you know, yeah, some of them work great with you, like Tracy Rhodes and Tracy Davis, you know, you've met them and uh, you met Jamie Henley. I wish I could copy her and Steve Pomerantz and Cynthia, you know, great agents. And then some agents, um, <clears throat> they make me realize why I don't have any kids. <laughs> uh, um, they, they, they certainly uh, test the patients. Um, I get that. Challenges. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about the idea? And I'm sure there's, there's uh, call centers. A lot of times will be ones who do this, but implementing, and I think FMOs maybe should, consider doing it more often is having some type of personality test that mm -hmm. you administer to download or people who are going to potentially want to be part of your uh, organization so that you can see if, Hey, if I invest 80 hours into this person, do they have the potential? Like does, does their, their actual demeanor and personalities say that they're going to be a go-getter and actually do what I'm telling them, or are they going to most, most likely be like overly analytical and they're probably just going to want to know all the answers and learn all this stuff and never take any action I'm sure that that could probably help a lot to weed out some people. Um, yeah, so that is definitely, there's lots of changes coming. You know, we we always wish wish we knew this years ago, you know. Um, had I given myself a personality test, I would not be an insurance. <laughs> 
Um, I, I'm probably the world's worst recruit because I was that over analytical person who was uh, scared of talking to my own shadow and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know my mentors, um, they probably are, you know, karma. <laughs> They're like, you got somebody just like, like you were to us, you know? <laughs> I know Judge Teller probably laughs himself off when he hears me talk now. Uh, said, oh, you finally have somebody just like you, huh? Um, <laughs> um, I think uh, I think it comes down to want because I you can you can help somebody, but they have to have the want. I can't want it for more than you do, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, so building an agency is not all rainbows and everything. Um, you know, there CMS is even coming for our position. I heard like I saw some article posted on a couple of Facebook groups about how CMS wants to get rid of FMOs and structures mm. and stuff. And um, I was just like, well, who's going to train all the agents? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I think um, a lot of people think that their upline is swimming like Donald Duck and all the money and everything. And they are just, sitting here waiting for someone to ask a question it's not the case for many of us many of us have our own book of business our own clients who are calling and emailing and sending smoke signals all day long and our own life like I got stung I was doing my own event yesterday and I got stung by a wasp at the on the bottom of my foot on the bottom of my big toe oh. at the end of my event I'm like trying to pack up my tent and table and I got stung and I had my own real life crap going on yeah you know, anyways, like, I don't think a lot of people understand that, like, our we have our own stuff going on, too, you know. Um, but had I known, had I known what this looks like, I would have asked a lot more questions before accepting some of the agents that I did. And, and most of the agents I work with are perfectly fine and nice people and everything. But some of them might have been a better fit for somebody else, you know. Right. right, right. Um and that's one of the things I always talk to agents about uh, wherever it is, a Facebook group or whatever, you know, finding a mentor, Eric, is a lot like dating in in real life. Um, like, you know, your wife is you guys have been together for, since high school, right? I forgot how to date. I've been I've been with my wife since I was 15. So I don't even <laughs> But dating. All right. So dating as an adult, <laughs> you you want to find out how their communication styles, you want to find out their work styles. There's so many things to find out to see if you even want to talk to this person on a regular basis, you know, because yeah. um, some some people might not like the fact that um, like my agency is really like the United Nations. You know, we have folks are bilingual in a bunch of different languages you know um my life partner is not the same color i am you know and and some people that might not that they might not feel home to that you know it's everybody has their different preference anyways i work remote uh, i don't have a brick and mortar that i want agents to come to and that might not work for some people you know mm. um someone said to me why would I want my mentor to be relatively close to me in as far as location? Like, wouldn't they be my competitor? And I was like, you can view it. Like, if, if somebody was in Phoenix, would they be your competitor, Eric? No. I mean, there's plenty of people in Phoenix. 
<laughs> exactly. There's millions of people here in Atlanta. There's like, lots of agents here. Like I've trained so many agents have no affiliation with me. Like when I do like WellCare has brought me in, Centerwell has brought me in to do trainings on social security to agents that have contracts with them as like just a guest trainer and they have no affiliation to me. And here I am teaching them all about extra help for Part D and Irma and things like that. There are so many people that need help in this uh, world that if you see everybody as a com competitor, including the person training you, you know, that's a scarcity mindset, you know? Um, so anyways, I, I always bring about, I always bring my crew if I'm doing something local with me so they can learn. It's a learning, it's a chance for me to train them, train the trainer, you know, to train them on how I like to do my events. Like yesterday I had two of my agents with me and doing um, an event at a golf course for veterans and then Saturday, I did a seminar and I brought two other agents there. And it was a good opportunity for them to learn and watch, right? Yeah. Um, but the same thing, some people might want the hands-on. Some people might never want to see their upline. I don't know. Um, well, but yeah, yeah. I mean, different strokes for different folks. It's uh, There's some people who just need the uh, their upline to be uh, somebody who can just answer the phone for them and, and basically answer certain marketing questions, sales questions, product questions. And that's really all they need as, as a result of help, which is great. Yeah. You know? So I think that, um, you know, agencies as a whole as in general, you know, uh, should, should have kind of like a, you should have that availability where you have people who are still practicing what you're preaching, right? You're teaching people. So they're seeing Joanna leading from the front and going and doing seminars still, but then having someone available on the team who is going to be more uh, available to answer phones and help people out. Yeah. So we have that as well. So whenever I'm out, obviously, you probably saw it the other day. Um, Zach is now the vice president of sales. And um, awesome. he he really shines in that area. Um, you know, whenever I've needed and, and many people have known this that we've been pretty public about our, our growing up in the last six months but zach i uh begged him to come work with me i he was already with us for um, aca and he was answering questions in my group chat and i was like i need to pay you like you're like doing manager work but <laughs> you're like i need to pay you and he's like no no i i just enjoy it and he enjoys helping out other agents and everything but you know Whenever I wasn't available this past summer, whether it was because I was in the hospital or I had COVID or I had an event, I had to go do myself a seminar or something, I could always count on Zach to host training. I didn't have to cancel training at all um, this past summer, you know, and when it was just Joanna, if I was, if I couldn't do it, I had to cancel training like two years ago, you know? Yep. And so, cause I never had anybody I could trust to provide a quality, um, be quality in my place. You know, you never know what somebody else is going to do. Um, and it's a big, it's a big ask, you know, asking someone to do what we do. Yep. Um, so Zach, uh, willingly stepped into those shoes and, um, he's doing great. Like, if it wasn't for Zach, I think I don't think we would have had the explosion of growth that we've had and the success that we've been having. Yeah, one of the cool things that uh, I, I like about what you're doing too is that 
you make sure you want to reward people who are doing great on your team. Uh, I've seen that you're rewarding them with with uh, with a cruise, and I was like, that's pretty awesome. Um, I might join Joanna's team, and you know, hopefully, she'll send me on a cruise. But <laughs> it's uh, no, but I really love seeing that. I really love seeing because here's one of the things I think is super important. Whenever people work for you it's important to recognize them, value them and, and, and reward them because otherwise, you know, there's a lot of people who do things for different reasons. Some people uh-huh. are just motivated purely by the earning potential, the money. Uh-huh. Some people are wanting recognition. They want to know their boss is seeing them and saying, uh-huh. man, you're doing a great job. Um, I remember I'm actually one of those guys where it's just like when I was working for somebody, I wanted to be recognized like, hey, I'm busting my butt. I'm being innovative. I'm doing all these different things. And I wanted recognition, but I wasn't getting it very often. Oh. So it's like one of those things where I I start to get like a little bit sour because I'm just like, hey, you're not seeing what I'm doing. Like, cool. The money's coming in. And that, but that that really wasn't the motivating factor for me. You know, so I just I like seeing that only because you're speaking to you're speaking to my heart and how I am, where I'm just like, had I been working for you. And you recognize it seems like you'd recognize me and you would have done something to recognize me. And that would have been awesome. So congrats on doing that. I mean, kudos on doing that. It's really Thank awesome you. to see. So, well, yeah. So your um, Zach and his wife are going to Maui um, December 16th to the 23rd. I'm actually going to be at the same resort with them. I'm not going to bother them, though. <laughs> like, I have my own condo. <laughs> we can work if you want to. IRS, it, it, it's a working vacation to the IRS. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then one of my top uh, producers, uh, Steve Pomerantz, you know, he came along, he was working under my IMO and we adopted him. Um, he gets along great with my West Coast team and he's in the same area as like Cynthia and Jamie and, and they really enjoy him. And we just brought him along and he actually came to me. He's like, Joanna, I am telling them to move me to you. I was like, no, no, it's fine. You can just hang out with us. And he's like, no, I want you to get my work. He's like, everything I'm learning is because of your time and your training. So I want to make sure that you get paid for it. And those words meant a lot to me because a lot of times I help somebody, Eric, and they don't care if I earn a penny or not, you know? And when people say, I care enough about you that I want you to get compensated for the hour or something that you just spent training me, that means a lot because that's how we keep the lights on. Like, you know, in in addition to my current clients, I spend half my day or more than half my day training agents. And that's part of my revenue, right? Yeah. So I'm sending him and his family to Cabo, uh, Mexico for a week. Um, uh, January, the beginning of the first week of January, they'll be there New Year's Eve. Um, and that was important to to me to make sure that he felt recognized for the work that he's done. Because there's times where neither Zach nor I could do training and he jumped in and did training, you know, yeah. or as somebody who's doing like he does a lot of different events and stuff. And I would use him as a an example in my trainings on how to do different various things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's been critical to our growth. Um, another one of my top producers, <clears throat> she needed some help. She was, and I've shared this with you many times, I always believe that agents should have their own technology that they own and control outside of their upline. 
Um, none of my downlines are on my DFY because I want them to own and control their stuff. And one of my top producers, she was changing her um, CRM from something that her previous upline had given her access to over to her own uh, CRM. And she was just like, Joanna, it's, it's taken me like 12 minutes per client. I have 400 more clients to do. And this is like September. I was like, that's not a good use of her time. I need her out there writing apps and like not stressed about a CRM, you know? And I just, I was just like, I just gave her my VA. I was like, my Emma could do all that for you. So you can continue to focus on your business. And, you know, it took 80 hours of the VA's time, but I felt like it was a good reward for Cynthia, who's another top producer. Again, a lot of times, like, I'm restricted by how I can reward agents, right? So Mm -hmm. sometimes I have to get innovative, right? And I think admin time, getting some admin time, taking some work off your plate is a really good innovative thing. That's how I came, like, I came up with it. I was like, what is some things that I would have wanted someone to help me with, right? Yes. And that means more sometimes than than even monetary rewards. It could just be that, hey, she's thinking about my time, which is so valuable to me, and she's helping me out with that. that that's a great incentive. Yep. So that's what we're going to um, start doing going forward is um, all the producers who are putting up some work we want to reward the work with some some time on helping them free up their time so their $300, $400 hours used towards that type of value and not the $10 an hour work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I like mm-hmm. that one of the things to me that, that that's really cool about an FMO who says something like what you're saying, you're like, hey, you need to be in control of your own tools, be in control because it's easy for us to be able to say, hey, we can give you access to this tool and this software and this software and this software and and use them as like, you know, Galen Hendricks said it perfectly. She called them golden handcuffs, right? But it, to me, it's just like, it's it's more attractive when you can be transparent and say, listen, I, I think that you should have your CRM outside of us and yeah. we're still going to be able to provide you services and help you and do all this other stuff to help you grow as an agency. But that stuff, you know, in case we decide we're going to part ways or you're going to go a different direction, you won't have an interruption, you know? And I think that's, that's to me, an incredibly attractive thing in an FMO to see that kind of transparency from somebody and say, hey, this is what I suggest you should do to protect your business. I wish somebody told me that in 2019 before I put all my clients on my previous quote and roll system that doesn't have an export button. Yeah. Because that's what I've been spending. That's what my VA has been spending all year doing taking all my stuff from one system to upload to my CRM and everything. I mean, we don't know those little minute decisions. We don't know how it impacts us in in the later years, you know, especially when you go from a hundred clients to 200 clients to 300 clients to 400 clients, I'm going, gosh, all my clients prescriptions are on another platform that doesn't have an export button and uh, their data principles uh, are not in line with mine. You know, data integrity is really important to us. You know, yeah. we've talked about that many times, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, even even if someone uses DFY or they're 
Sarah Appoint has an like I have an amazing CRM integrated with my Sunfire now. I use that, but I still use my DFY, my agency block, something I own and control. My VA right now is making birthday cards in my agency block and everything. And I'm going to have her duplicate it over on the DFY, you know, but that's what we're doing. Things that innovative things, you know, Um, my, 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 uh, my integrated tool doesn't do that for my agents, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can't all, like not all systems work with all lines of business. Like I right. have life insurance clients. I have ACA clients. Guess what? One of my biggest mistakes again was trust in health Sherpa with all of my client data. Yeah. Now, Eric, you're in the ACA market now, right? Yep. How much does it suck when you don't have anywhere to store that client's prescriptions, their doctors, and you have to ask them each year, right? Yeah. Oh, you're taking Manjaro and Manjaro just left the formulary or whatever, you know, these things like how Sherpa doesn't store any of that data, right? Once again, like nobody told baby Joanna <laughs> in 2018 and 19 that I should have used a CRM to keep track of that stuff. It would have saved me a whole lot of time, right? Yeah, for sure. For so sure. it's always a learning lesson, always a learning lesson of how I wished I knew this six years ago. So I would save those 10 minutes, 15 minutes each person. Yeah, I think that one of the, the huge silver linings about your journey and anybody who decides to align themselves and partner with you is that again, if you see that there, there are going to be people who are going to take this seriously and put in the time, they're going to learn a lot from you. They're going to learn a lot about what to avoid and what's been successful and help to basically save a ton of time where you might've wasted time having to learn the hard way. That's one of the biggest advantages of partnering with someone like yourself who's been through the fire and come out the other side on top. So I think that for anybody who, you know, wants to, to join team Joanna, um, Joanna, what are the best ways to reach you? Um, Topflightagent.com schedule an interview on there. Um, and goes right through my DFY and scheduling calendar. Um, <clears throat> you won't reach me on there though. Um, I gave that we've been working on Joanna's delegation skills lately. <laughs> um, uh, Glenn and I, and you know, um, we've been working on everything. And so Zach is now in charge of all recruiting efforts. Um, he does all of those appointments for me now um, <clears throat> as his role in VP of sales. Yeah. Um, agency at topflightagent.com uh, comes to me. And uh, email is probably the best way because my cell phone is now getting forwarded to my virtual assistant during business hours so I can think and not want to throw it away. (laughs) Right, right, right. And I think also, you know, if they want to just, you know, for those of you who probably who may not know who Joanna is, which is hard to believe, but, you know, there's always also (laughs) Medicare mentors group that you can go check out as well. Because there you can see how Joanna gives away so much incredible information and, and obviously, you know, has helped a lot. If you use a search function alone, you'd be able to see just how much information is found in that group. But obviously, I think as we've all been coaching Joanna is that she needs to kind of pull back on that more and then just provide those types of services to um, to the people who decide to align with her. 
Um, but you have a hard time with that still, don't you? Yes. So, you know, social media is hard for me because it really changed my life, Eric. You know, you remember me from baby rookie Joanna. Mm -hmm. Um, 2018, I was looking for how to figure out Medicare because I had aligned myself with an MGA that did no training. They were basically a contract house. And one of my friends had put me on with Eric that he had a university. And I mean, at the time, I really didn't know how to do a presentation or anything. You know, I really didn't know what to do. And I found Eric and, you know, he said he gave me his university. I think he originally was charging like $20 for it. And I was like, was like this is crazy. And then he comes back. He's like, actually, I'm going to make it free. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I think you're crazy. But anyways... You know, I had learned a lot of things that I didn't know, exposed to a lot of things that, you know, they don't teach you on the AHIP or anything. Yeah. And then got my feet wet in marketing in various ways. And anyways, um, that was 2018, five years ago. Am I right? Six years five ago? Years ago, yeah. Five. Um, can't do math in my head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost um, six years. We're almost, yeah, the year's almost over. But how things have changed is in 2018 when social media was really new to the insurance industry, there was, you know, not a whole lot of places you could ask questions and get kind responses. You know, before I, before Medicare mentors and a couple other groups came about, like you would find places like insurance forums where you would get the meanest, nastiest messages. They would roast people. people on there. They would, yeah, they would be like, how dare you not know this and have an insurance license? Yeah. Like, like just the people reporting you to the DOI for breathing and stuff, you know? <laughs> um, and anyway, so Medicare Mentors, I would, I helped build that group from for helping agents who were like me, who didn't have a Eric or a Joanna, you know? Yeah. And I've learned so much from the questions being asked. So every time I see a question I've never seen before, I hit that little follow button, right? And see all the responses, <laughs> right? But you you really learn your own. One of the best ways I became uh, a good trainer is to listen to the questions and the quality of questions that were coming. Because when someone asks you something, Eric, if you don't know it, what does it make you do? It makes you go research it, right? Of course. And so that's, now I started researching even even things I had no never been asked before, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that social media really had a really large impact on the insurance industry because before before these Facebook groups came about, not many FMOs were really doing any training. Yeah. Right. That's right. The training was really scarce, and they would tell you to call your your broker manager over at Humana or Aetna or whatever. And then the broker manager is like, well, what are we paying you an admin fees for if you're not training? Yeah. And then, you know, some of us were really training harder than the IMOs and the IMOs started stepping up, you know, and COVID really forced a lot of people to step up. Right. But I think we're exchanging a lot of information now that was never exchanged before. Um, I know when I was asking questions in 2017, 18, locally, people would be like, I'm not telling you where my honey hole is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not telling you how I got those clients, right? Because they all saw you as a competitor, right? right? Now, now, I mean, 
technically all 5,800 people in the group are competitors of mine, but we were freely helping them, right? I just think a, a raising tide raises all ships. Yep. And That's it. Uh, yep, I'm, it. I'm grateful I mean, so for it. It's, it's again, it, I think a, a, an, an environment like what you have with Medicare mentors is very, very valuable to agents. Uh, I think that there also is something to be said for agents to still understand that you don't need to know it all before you go out and start doing the work. I think too many people, and I think you and me are probably similar in that because we're so analytical where we would try to know it all before we went out and did the work yep. and it hindered our growth. And I, I, that's the one thing that I always tell any new agent that asks me that question, like, hey, how do I get started? What do I do? I always say, listen, you just got to learn enough to be dangerous, but so much of your learning is going to happen when you're on appointments. There's a lot of things that you could just, I mean, you could go through so many courses trying to prepare, but until you're in the middle of it, until you're in the fire and you start getting these questions that you don't know answers to, that's, there's something about that that makes things stick even better in your brain. And I think that that's something that isn't told enough to agents is that, you know, yes, all this information's out there now. It's very easy to access. Yes. But you still can't, you can end up using that as a crutch instead of using it as a tool to be able to help you grow. So, 100%. I think your main job as an agent is prospecting. Yeah. Everything else should be done at nine o'clock at night, working on your DFY and everything like that should be done at nine o'clock at night, not 12 o'clock in the afternoon when you should be out, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, you know? That's it. Um, I think that's where most agents fail is they don't talk to enough people. That's that's and always I, what it is. You if you if you're constantly <sighs> prospecting, you constantly have a pipeline that's full of people that you can talk to, even especially when you get to know your metrics and you understand, like, hey, it takes me it takes me talking to 50 people to get one appointment. Well, then, you know, if you want five appointments in a day, you have to talk to 250 people. So, you know, that's that's why it's really important to start getting out there and doing it so that you can figure out what are your numbers and then be able to start basically multiplying that to get to your desired result. Enough. There's a lot of people, though, that can't handle no from the first five people that they're not talking to 50. And that was me all day long. Like I was, I was not ready to hear five no's. I, like I didn't know how to process it because no one ever taught me the sales process. And I, I really wish that, that I had that focus in 2016 and 17 first, you yeah. know, because it was, if I, if I try to teach anything to agents, it's learn from my learning curve and take a shorter step, you know, my like I try to take the three years I feel like I was fumbling the ball and condense it to like 30 days for somebody else. Your first job is to go talk to people. Yeah. You know, you don't need to know every underwriting book and everything. Just go talk to people. You know, if you have an insurance license, as soon as that ink is dry, you can talk about insurance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so you have to be willing to talk to people. And like Eric said, you have to be willing to talk and get no's, not right now's. You don't know what's going on with people like now I have to tell my people, oh, they're, they're just busy. They have to worry about their ice cream melting or whatever that they can't talk to me. You know, their dog just died. Something happened in their life. They're not in the mental capacity. And that's OK. They're just not right now. You know, they weren't. But I had to tell myself they're not saying no to Joanna. They're saying I can't process it right now. It's no because I don't have enough information. Right. Yeah. That's because it. I am very sensitive. If you say they said no to Joanna, I'd be like, what's wrong with me? You know, 
And um, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to the information. They can't do it right now. And, and yeah. how many times does this phone ring? And we'd be like, I said, stop calling me. <laughs> right? Because we just all want to be. We want to be that point where it's just like we just got all these calls coming in. People want to work with us. People want to work with yeah, us. Yeah. But like, you know, a lot of times the phone's ringing from all the million call centers overseas and you just can't you just can't hear yourself think. Right. Yeah. You're just another phone call to some people. Like I said, I, I, I can't think. I don't know. I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I got stung by a bee. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was my day yesterday. Got stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> now takes precedence. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, listen, I do appreciate you coming on today and, and catching up with us and, and basically telling us about everything going on in your world. I think you have so much amazing things going on. I love to see your team growth. I love to see everything that you're doing, everything that you're about. And I want you to continue on that path of, of doing right by others, because anytime you do that, if, as long as you're serving other people, good things going to come. So um, again, I appreciate you. If you guys want to reach Joanna, you should, you know, again, you want to shout out Medicare mentors is where you can go and see the group and, and learn a lot just from that group alone. But top flight insurance is another place where you can go to the website. You can book an appointment. You could talk with Zach. Anybody who talks to Zach will fall in love with Zach. He's an amazing dude. Um, and so you'll have a great time, Joanna. You have an, another, like I said, you have a great, great team. So, uh, anything else you want to uh, part with before we, uh, we end the show here? Um, I actually do have another group that you, you probably forget cause you, you're, not, you're not a part of it. So, you know, you, you're... <laughs> well, Jessica can be a part of it because I heard she has an insurance license, but I have a ladies group called the insurance ladies on Facebook. We are 11,000 women strong in all lines of insurance. If you have the right chromosomes, you're welcome to join us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Medicare mentors for health insurance focused agents. We are almost 6,000 agents. I'm looking forward to hitting that milestone. Um, I got to go clobber Christian. He's getting ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. Again, that, kudos again for everything you've done in the industry. I love seeing the growth. I'm glad that I was a little bit of a part of you of, of what you've been what you got going on. So that that always makes me proud on the inside as well. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, everyone else, thanks again for watching. We'll see you on the next video. Take care. Bye bye.